Killer Mike, lots of stuff has happened. First, we turned an episode in the fastest time we have in recent memory. And secondly, two people on our staff are now engaged. Oh, which two? Included. Congratulations about that. Very romantic. How nervous were you for for that day? Because that we were in Atlanta the the day before you you popped the question. Mm-hmm. I had you rush me to the airport. We made it there, so I, I was able to hop on an earlier flight, so I could get uh, decent sleep. Shockingly, I actually got to bed, uh, and then got up uh, super early, plugged in a. Uh, a camera into the bedroom, and I proposed in uh, in bed. So, and then Seth, our DP, uh, proposed a yeah. couple days later. Yeah, and, and love is in the air. And we we kept your secret for you. You you let us know the night before. Well, yeah, the, the Thursday before the shoot, the night before the shoot. So you had multiple things on your mind going into this shoot with Killer Mike. That's for sure. Well, yep. we kept your secret, and then you proceeded to tell everyone that morning. In the whole, I told Carlos. You told all of Atlanta. I told Carlos, were... and I told Seth, mm-hmm. and and Killer Mike, and Killer Mike. Guess what I'm doing tomorrow? What? Oh, congratulations! What are you going to do with it? At my house. Man, congratulations! I told TMZ and got paid a thousand dollars, so it was pretty cool. How do you think the shoot went? I thought it was uh, went pretty well. I mean, Mike is just. Uh, He's just such a dynamic person. He lives in so many different worlds, and he gave us gave us tons of access. Uh, I think he is easily top five, maybe top three most intelligent guest that's been on the show ever. I mean, he is sharp. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I really think it's one of the best episodes we've put out so far this season. Uh, oh wait, actually, should back up and then we'll start with when he showed up. Can you think of anybody who has smoked more weed? Than him? Uh, maybe Steve-O back in the day? No, I'm talking about over. when we featured Oh, and during the time? Yeah. Um, oh. I mean, I don't Nikki Glazer so. smoked a lot, but she goes yeah. through stages and not killer mic levels. <laughs> I mean, it was like instant. You knew when he got there. I don't do drugs, but I felt like I was gonna just be high Get from a little second pro- smell. proximity of sitting across from. You got a whiff of you when you came in. Yeah, Looks absolutely. like you've uh, yeah, absolutely. been having fun before. I was born on 420. You coughed more that day in Atlanta <laughs> than I've ever heard you cough, and you just coughed right there. Yeah. But you just started thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you started like eating a bunch of chips and like brownies and stuff. It was weird. Who? You. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what did you think of him showing up late? I, Brett, being Brett, I was stressed that he uh, was showing up a little late because you were asking me. Wait, well, let me pause. What does Brett being stressed look like? Um, Brett's face now, but just like a solitary Wait. bead of sweat. No, it's like coming. No, no, yeah. I think Brett internalizes a lot of stress. Yes. You uh, can kind of tell. Well, in this instance, though, I will say, it was you just adding I to was it getting a little bit. Up. Yes, but I had a feeling just after talking to Rhonda that he might show up a little bit late. So the well, activities you screwed, were padded. Wait, you screwed it up for us because I'll tell you how. Okay. And I think we have this captured on camera. Oh, yes, yes, yes. When was the interview supposed to start? 
think noon. 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 Right. So Rhonda told Mike 11 a.m. because she knows he's on MST uh, and that he's always late by at least an hour. So what does Brett do behind Rhonda's back? Brett corrects the time and the net result of that being how, how late was Mike? Mike was an hour and a half late. An hour and a half late. So he would have only been a half hour late had Brett sure. not done the right thing. It went well, though. It didn't seem annoyed when he got there. No, no. And uh, you had to step in to help out. I did. Yeah, it took me a second to remember. Yeah, with Cuz Lightyear. Yeah, because uh -huh. you were unprepared. I just, I don't like sitting around <laughs> and waiting. Um, it's like, I then I get lost in my thoughts and it, I'm then not as present. And so I like just boom, 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 boom. And so I knew based on how this was scheduled that uh, there was going to be an hour and a half gap. So I, I actually intentionally waited on moving some of my questions to the note cards, thinking foolishly, obviously, or ignorantly, whatever you want to say, that uh, I would just do it during that gap. And then, of course, Mike's crew takes his lead and... Uh, showed up about half an hour late. Showed up about a half hour late. Yeah, because Lightyear was late as well. Brian stepped in to do the interview and did quite well. That's what stressed I, you out when I said, I'm just going to go back to the well, because who has to and, tell Cuz Lightyear that our host he, he is no longer even, there? He didn't even know. But at well, the time... Well, I helped that I said I was Graham. I yeah. That's what, yeah, that did help. So, yeah. <laughs> and how did it go? I thought it went really well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Yeah. I, don't, I love his name. Favorite part of the day? Afterwards, looking back on it, the record store signing. It was stressful, but I thought it was really cool that we got to be there, talk to the fans, see him interact with the fans, and you kind of talk to him throughout. I think that looked really cool on the episode and on the clip. So I'm excited for people to check that out. For me, it was just like watching the interview because he was so open in his answers and humble with the way he answered. And just watching even some of the car ride clips that you had with him, I think what's cool about him is he's very outspoken in his views, but he also is open to debate and, and seeing the other side of things and saying like, okay, maybe this isn't the mainstream um, approach, but this is just what I think. Favorite line was the stripper line. It gets to a point where I get the fine stripper, the fat stripper. If the fine stripper can't dance, I don't want the fat one. That's I just won't be getting the dance right now. Oh yeah, he's talking about Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, and he makes a comparison to a fat stripper and the skinny stripper. I'm like, how you're making this connection? I have no idea. I thought the record shop was fun too. Mm -hmm. It was interesting talking to some of the fans. They were uh, colorful characters. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it, it's one thing to like hear about uh, an artist and how popular they are, but it's another to actually see their fan base and see how they uh, talk about him. And I think what's, what's cool about Mike's journey is this wasn't an overnight success. It was something that built over decades. So I think a lot of the fans that have been with him in the long run are, you know, they're, they're maybe the most loyal fans some of the most loyal fans he has uh, from a fan base because they've been with him for so long and they've been him with him for the struggle. My favorite part of the day was Mike talking about his grandma and mom and their passing. Um, 
just not only so emotional, but so well told. And, you know, it's not often you get somebody willing to be that revealing as oh, you yeah. were talking about. It's, it's one of one of the most moving stories I've ever heard of someone passing him. It's something almost out of a movie, the way right. it, it breaks down with her just falling into his arms. Every time I watch that clip since that, I get like goosebumps. Just yeah. So do see. you. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's so, yeah, it's just like. It touches you now, thank Oh yeah, well. Why? Because I, th I think what resonated with me was his line of, you know, my, my grandmother always wanted me to know that God exists and in her final act, that's what she did. It was just me and her. And then it was me, her, and the presence of God. It was just me. And uh, man, I never felt bad or like there was something that wasn't done or said because I understood that all my life she had been kind of training me for this moment. She had told us, I could die. Y'all all y'all got. You gotta take care of yourself. She had told me my whole life that God exists. And um, her last act of being my mother was showing me that. By far the most emotional moment of the interview and uh, his relationship with his grandma is, you know, that was his rock growing up. There you go. All right, till next time.